Well, hey, you guys. Uh, just want to jump in and let you know why it's been a day or two since we put out a new podcast. I know some of you guys have been a faithful listeners. And as a matter of fact, I want to say something before I go any further. Whoever you are in France that is listening to us, uh, man, would you shoot me an email and just let me know? My email is brot, B-R-O-T, at windstream.net. I would love to hear from you. We have several faithful listeners in other countries, but, uh, man, I just, just kind of want to connect with you. Hey, also, I want to explain something real quickly. Those of you that have been faithful to listen to us uh, for the last couple of months have noticed, obviously, that we have not put a new podcast out here in a couple of weeks, and that's because Andrew is gone out of town. He is, uh, most of you know, he's a, he's a sergeant in the U.S. Marine Corps. He's also uh, in some training right now, and so he's uh, on the total opposite side of the country from where he actually lives and he is super tied up and, until probably about six more weeks. So I debated on what to do. We were hoping that once he got there, we'd be able to do some stuff over the phone and record some episodes. But so far, that's not been able to happen. And uh, I really wasn't wanting to do anything without him. Uh, but I decided just to go ahead and jump on this one. And I'm going to be talking to him pretty soon. We'll talk about some possibilities. We may call in a couple of other guys you've heard him talk about. Uh, but the reason I say all that is because, you know, those of you guys who've listened to us, you know, this was his idea. He, Man, God spoke to him a while back and said, Dad, I would love for us to do this, this Redneck Redemption podcast and just tell some stories and talk about the crazy stuff that God has done in our lives. And so I'm sitting here right now on the banks of the Little Missouri River in a kind of southwest Arkansas. Uh, I was just about to go home. We've been here for a couple of days, and I was looking around. Everyone has left except for me, and I just started remembering some things and got amazingly thankful for this place. And I thought, man, I'd love to share just a little bit with our listeners, first of all, to explain why we've not put out a new podcast in the last little bit. And, uh, and to beg your patience, because we're going to do some different things in the coming weeks until he gets out uh, or is able to record again. Uh, but uh, the other thing is, I, I, while I was sitting here, I'm looking across this yard, this place, about 16 years ago. Crazy how it happened. Gave $1,000 for uh, four acres of land. It's a... It's not very wide. It's a quarter mile long. Got a quarter mile river frontage. And, uh, man, God just made it fall into our lap. He also, I didn't even have the $1,000 to buy it with, man. But uh, I had a motorcycle, sold my motorcycle, and bought this piece of property for $1,000. And then, man, it's a it's a long, crazy story, but I tore down a, a, a United Built Homes office. And uh, my boys and I and some friends uh, tore that thing down. And we also tore down a huge, huge barn. And we began to use all that material together and came down here and blood, sweat, and tears had built this cabin on the banks of the Little Missouri River where we've been enjoying life as often as we can get here um, for about 15 years now. And so we have lots of experiences and lots of stories here. I want to share one with you real quickly, uh, because while I'm sitting on this front porch, I'm, I'm watching the river go by. And by the way, I started to use my old microphone so you could get more of the background noise. I hope you're actually hearing some of the background noise, but this new mic may not pick it up. There's birds like crazy around here. Every now and then a bumblebee might, might fly by. But I'm sitting on this porch looking out across the river as it's passing by. And just in front of us, uh, or me right now, is a swing. Now, it's sitting pretty still right now because none of the kids are here and, uh, and the kids who used it most don't get to come here that often anymore. But years ago, when we first built this place, uh, I, I built that swing. I say I built that swing. All I did was <laughs> I had a, 
I had a piece of, a long piece of, like, swing chain. You know those double-linked little swing chain things like you get on a swing set? And we've learned some lessons about what to make a swing out of and what not to make a swing out of. Because, actually, before we had the swing chain swing, when we first started building, the boys said, Dad, look at this vine, look at this vine. And so go down the river, and there's this vine. And, uh, man, it's it's huge. It's as big around as, as my arm at my elbow. And, uh, well, no, it's bigger than that. It's probably, anyway, it's, it's big. It comes up out of the ground. It goes up forks, and, and the, the upper end of it is in two different trees. And so, man, we got to look at that thing. The boy said, boy, that'd be cool to swing on. Well, it's kind of at a drop-off where it's right in front of where the, where the land drops off and goes down to the river. So, man, we cut that thing loose at the ground. It was so big, I drilled some holes through it. I put a stirrup in the bottom of it. I put a, some handheld, uh, a little a little handheld uh, cross member uh, about uh, three feet up from that. And, man, uh, got that thing set up. And before I would let my kids swing on it, obviously, I swing on it. Because I'm, I'm just a little over 200 pounds. And I figured if that thing will hold my 200 pounds, it will hold those kids. And sure enough, man, it held me. It was a cool swing. So the kids couldn't wait to get here every single time. We were going to swing on that swing. Boy, they're going to run swing on that swing. But uh, not in a selfish kind of way. But I promise you, I, did never, I never allowed the kids to swing on the swing till I swing on it. I'm first every time. That's not because I want to be first. It's just because when I cut that vine loose from the ground, I knew that someday, <laughs> someday is going to be the last day that that vine's any good because we cut it off from its life source. And when we cut it off from its life source, that sap is no longer keeping that thing alive, and at some point it's going to rot. So I made up my mind I'll never let them swing on it till I've swung on it that day, and I would get on it first every time. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, the first year, it was no, there were no nerves involved. I mean, it was it was not an exercise in faith. It was just jump on their swing, make sure it works, let them swing. Because I had confidence in the vine. It's a huge vine, man. Cool swing. But the second year, I began to get a little bit nervous because I thought, is this going to be the time? And so when I would get ready to, to step off the edge, I would slowly transfer my weight into that stirrup because I'm, I'm not sure that it's going to hold me. And I'm not, I'm not 100% certain, and so I'm a little hesitant to transfer all of my weight, but I would slowly do it and finally eventually transfer all my weight onto the foot that was in the stirrup. And then I'd swing, and that first swing out and back, just a little nervousness, and my wife has always said that I'm an adrenaline junkie. Uh, man, I, I got a little adrenaline rush every single time we came to the cabin and I tested the swing because I know I might fall in the river this time. Uh, but at any rate, that actually never happened because on the day the vine broke, and it did break, I jumped out there, swung on it, had no problem, and then uh, and then later on, uh, no, I'm sorry, yeah, it did break on me. It did break on me. I'm thinking about when the next device broke. Yeah, that first time, that vine, I jumped on it, swung out that day, and one side, you know, it was it was it had a fork, it was connected to two trees. One side of it broke <laughs> and so it made the thing sling over the other direction and i tarzan it straight into a tree bam now the vine didn't come down all the way but one side broke and so it slammed me into a tree well when that happened i went ahead i had already bought some, this swing chain when that happened I, I, I recovered a little bit went ahead and got my little four-wheel drive truck down there and and hooked a chain to that big old vine and we pulled it completely out of that tree and then I got a piece of string and tied a spark plug to it, swung it around so I could finally throw it over that limb. And I tied the other end of that piece of string to that chain. 
and pulled the chain up over that limb, made a little loop on the other end, and looped it through, pulled it all the way up. It's about 30 feet up in the air. And I hung a swing chain. See, now we got a chain. And because we had the chain, I mean, obviously, before I let them swing on it, I swung on it, and it worked, and it was cool, and I put little things on the chain so it wouldn't hurt their hands, and and uh, and they enjoyed that swing. We swung on that thing for a long time, but something happened that uh, I wasn't anticipating. You know, those swing chains, they are not a permanent device. I mean, in case you don't know. I don't know if you've ever put one in a position or put it in a bind or hooked it up the way I hooked this one up. I, I just never thought about it. But after a few years of rubbing back and forth as my kid swung back and forth on that chain, uh, one of those little, one of those links managed to apparently, well, not apparently, I'm just telling you, <laughs> it managed to rub itself in two, broke in half. My son Peter was on it. I can't remember. A friend of ours was here, and he pushed him so hard. I, I, for some reason, I want to think it was Marlon Terry. I want to think it was my, my daughter-in-law's dad. Uh, but but regardless, whoever it was, he pushed Peter, and, and of course that, we always did that. <laughs> but Peter goes out, and as he's man, as he's out midair, that thing just breaks, and he slammed it to the ground. I thought, what? So went out there and figured out what happened. He lived. He was okay. It hurt him a little bit, but uh, no, probably not near as bad as when he fell off the porch backwards and landed on his head. That's a whole other day story. And right at this spot where I'm sitting, is where that happened, it's about a ten foot drop to the ground almost. Uh, but uh, when he recovered from falling off that broken chain. Uh, we did a third thing. I drove to the hardware store. We're we're in, I said we're in southwest Arkansas. We're probably about uh, about a ten minute drive from a little a, a small town called Delight, Arkansas. They got one little hardware store, and I went in there and I bought some aircraft cable. And uh, when I got that aircraft cable out here, I bought all the fixings to do it. And I thought, man, we're not going to deal with this again. And I, I used the same method. I, I tried to I tried to tie a string. Maybe that is what I did. One one time I tied a string to a, to an arrow, shot the arrow over the limb, then tied this other end of the string, you know, to the chain or to the cable. I can't remember which time was which, but this last time. And by the way, as I sit here, it's probably been a decade. It's probably been a full ten years since I put the last swing up and I'm looking at it right now and I would have no issue right now going and stepping on it uh, because I am fully confident that that aircraft cable is going to hold my 200 pounds. Uh, from that point forward, once we fix that swing with an aircraft cable, uh, I no longer required that I swing first before they swing. When I did swing, I no longer stepped hesitantly out, wondering if that swing would hold my weight. And uh, and this is really the thought I want to share with you. You know, uh, man, I I'm sitting here. My I got my Bible open, and and I'm looking at this passage in Ephesians chapter two. And Ephesians two verse nine says this. Actually, verse eight says, "For by grace you've been saved through faith." and that not of yourselves it's a gift from god not of works lest anyone should boast for we are his workmanship created in christ jesus for good works which god prepared beforehand that we should walk in them and so that whole thought about man i'm not saved by what i do you know i thought about this one day when i was stepping on this aircraft cable and i thought about this is the way i put my trust in christ you know, ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 I think it is says uh, you hath he brought to life who were dead in your trespasses and sins 
it was it was God that did it. It's not us that did it. And and in Romans ten nine and ten we quote that so much where it says that if you'll confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Uh, for with the heart man believes unto right standing with God or unto righteousness. With the heart man believes unto righteousness, and then with the mouth confessions made to salvation. And man, what that means is this. When, when you believe with your heart and you're made right with God, that's because God convinces you completely that it's not what you do plus what he does. It's all what he did. And on the day when I, when I stepped out on that aircraft cable swing for the very first time, it dawned on me I have no hesitation placing all of my weight. See, I'm not trying to put one foot in the stirrup and keep one foot solidly on the ground like I did when it was a vine. Now that I've got confidence in that swing, I have no hesitation in transferring all of my weight from the from the bank, from the land, from the earth, from the ground, transferring all of it into the stirrup that's on that aircraft cable because I'm fully confident it's going to carry me. And here's what I want to, I think about this every time I look at that swing, I think about that illustration. When I gave my life to Jesus, I didn't just give him one foot. And I didn't just try it out to see if he's going to work. By the way, if that's what you did and it's, and it's not working, that's probably why it's not working. He ain't looking for a halfway. He's not looking for a, a one step. He doesn't want to save just part of you. He, don't, he doesn't want to save just your eternity, by the way. He doesn't want to just... He, he's not in the business of just forgiving someone's sins so they can go to heaven when they die. He's in the business of something so much more for us and what he longs for us to do and what he calls us to do, what he requires of us to do. It's to step off the bank of the river, man, and put all of our confidence in nothing but Jesus alone. And when we do, he makes all the difference. And, uh, man, let me, let me encourage you with that. You know, if you're, if you're trusting anything uh, plus Jesus or Jesus plus anything, subtract the anything else and just put all of your weight on Christ and his finished work on the cross because that's enough. That's all it takes. All it takes. Well, hey, I just really want to get on here and tell you guys why we've not made a podcast in a while. We'll be making some more in days to come. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm looking forward to a time when I can sit right here on this porch with uh, with a whole mob of people. And uh, one of those could have been Andrew. And we're going to tell you a whole bunch more stories. But I- I'm looking at a spot on the river right down here where we got swarmed by hornets one day. Good night. I thought I was shot in the head, man. It was uh, crazy. I thought I got shot in the head. I'm a, we're going to tell that one. Uh, lots of things. I'm looking across this yard where just a few months ago, yeah, I love to give Andrew a hard time about this. He was he was in wanting to, wanting to do a little deer hunting. And uh, we had hunted part of the week, but on Saturday morning, he just felt like sleeping in. So I said, okay. And I, I just got up, grabbed my Bible, came out here on the front porch, sat right where I'm sitting right now. He was asleep right through the window just by my right shoulder uh, with his little son Zeke on his chest. And at about 7 o'clock, I looked up through the fog coming off that river, and an 18-and-a-half-inch eight-point was standing about 15 yards from where I'm sitting right now in my front yard. I happened to have my alt-6 with me when he turned his head and took a few steps. I, I harvested him. And uh, everybody that was sleeping in was no longer sleeping in because a 30 out 6 is pretty stinking loud right here on this front porch. But uh, I, I, grabbed my, I grabbed my phone because I thought this would be a cool thing to do. When I, before I saw how big the deer was, I, uh, I thought, I'll just video the buck 
and then I'm gonna turn the video and shine it through the window and show Drew and Zeke asleep on the couch and then turn it back and video the buck again. But when I was reaching for my phone, this deer turned and looked at me and I saw how big it was. And I said, man, forget that. I pulled my all six up and took him out. And uh, boy, Drew and, Drew and Zeke right through the window probably about bounced off the ceiling. Didn't take them long to get out here. What just happened? <laughs> we got stories till the cows come home about, about this place. But, uh, you know, God has blessed us a hundred ways here. And hey, he's blessed us a bunch with the encouragement you guys have given us in these first eight episodes. Now, this will be a, just a brief, short episode nine. Hey, be watching for some future episodes coming up with some other friends that we're going to do some interviews with. And uh, hopefully, Lord willing, pretty soon, Andrew will be back with me, and uh, we'll be right back at it the way we started. Thanks, you guys, for listening. By the way, let me let me just say this before I stop today. Uh, the last podcast we did, podcast number eight, or episode number eight, uh, we called it Hocus Racky. Uh, and b- because in that episode, we, we played the songs it's from a three-song CD that we made nearly 20 years ago probably about 18 years ago, and uh, we, we played those three songs. We told the story behind those three songs and some stories in between them, and, and I appreciate some of you guys that messaged us. Some of you have known these, these songs for years, and uh, one guy sent me a message, and he said, I never knew that was a true story on that second song. Uh, I'm saying all this because for whatever reason, uh, our last, ep- that episode eight has been our most popular episode so far. Uh, it got more downloads than any episode that we've put out. And I think it's for a reason. A bunch of rednecks love it, but one, because it's just crazy. Uh, and it's, a, you know, it's funny. And it's about deer hunting and, you know, and about Jesus. And so, uh, and I realize not everybody who listens to this is even about either of those things. Or maybe you're just about one of those things. If you're going to be about one of them, I hope it's about Christ because that's a that's a universal thing. Every single one of us need him. But uh, I'm telling you that because a lot of people have been using that to share with their friends, to share the gospel with them because that's the purpose of it. If you didn't listen to episode 8, go back and pick it up. Check it out. By the way, if you got this podcast, uh, a link to this podcast somehow from somebody or off of Facebook or somewhere, and you're not... Uh, linked up with our Redneck Redemption podcast where you don't get notifications every time we put out a new episode. Hey, would you find Redneck Redemption on whatever podcast outlet you use? We're on just about every one of them. Well, we're on a bunch of them. And, uh, and, and like it if there's a place where you can like it. Hey, comment if you get a chance to make a comment. But mainly subscribe so that you get those. And go back and listen to those, those past episodes, especially uh, episode 8. Well, all of them. <laughs> all, we're proud of all of them, obviously. But in episode 8, people have been using that left and right. Andrew did a great job of putting that one together. Uh, they've been using it left and right to share Jesus with their friends. Listen, let me just encourage you to do that very thing. Uh, also, one last encouragement. While I'm right here in, in, uh, in Ephesians 2, man, my Bible's wanting to turn pages. And just one page over is Galatians 5. And Galatians 5.16 gives us a great command with a fantastic promise. The word of the Lord says this, and this is our challenge to you walking out of here today. Walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And then in the very end of that chapter, if you came to life by the Spirit, and by the way, if you've got any real life in you that's going to last, the only way you've got it is the Holy Ghost that God uh, revealed to you. The Holy Spirit came and revealed to you who you were and who He was, and He caused you to have faith enough to repent and believe, and you began to follow Christ. Well, He brought you life. And in the end of Galatians 5, uh, verse 25 says, If we live by the Spirit, let's also walk by the Spirit. The way God saved you is the way He means for you to keep walking every day. Listen to Him. Uh, expect a story. Ask Him to make something unfold. Uh, and I promise you, every day becomes Christmas because He is always about the business 
of unfolding life in front of those who are looking for him in everything. He is everywhere. You can't escape him. Listen to what he's got to say and, uh, and walk it out today. Bless you guys. Thanks for listening. Share this around. Oh, and by the way, uh, please uh, send us an email if you want to talk with us, if you want to make any comments, or give us any feedback, have any suggestions. By the way, if, you, if you've been around some of the places where we've been and where we've spoken and you want us to include some of the stories you know from, uh, from sometimes in the past, uh, shoot us an email, brot at windstream.net, and we'll see if we can connect with you. Or if you know somebody that wants to just connect with somebody to talk about Christ, and we'd love to do that. So bless you guys. Thanks for listening.